once again to another edition of Hatter Chatter, the podcast presented by Insight Credit Union. I am your host, Ricky Hazel, and I am joined today by six-year associate head coach and pitching coach for the Stetson baseball team, Dave Thurno. Dave, welcome in. Thanks, Ricky. I appreciate you having me. We want to talk about pitching, and obviously that's your forte, and, and for, in your six years, Stetson has been blessed with incredible pitching from from Logan Gilbert and Brooks Wilson and Jack Perkins on on down through what um, Robbie Pito was t- looking like he was going to do last year and uh, and Daniel Perret and and uh, the guys that have come through here uh, in the last six years, you've got a pitching staff now with twenty three guys yeah. on on the staff, six left handers and seventeen right handers. How do you manage that kind of staff? It, it's it's difficult from a time perspective. Um, you know, uh, you know, our program a lot is based a lot on, um, you know, I always, I always talk about, you know, pride, which stands for personal responsibility and daily excellence. So what that means and what that speaks to is um, if, if you're only working and doing the things that we're trying to do to develop whenever I'm around, you know, we have we don't have a very good shot, right. <laughs> you know, right. yeah. there, there's a lot of personal responsibility in it. Um, I try to give the guys the tools, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it's made for lengthier practices. Um, certainly uh, better planning in practices. Sure. Um, a lot of pre-practice time with smaller groups. Uh, and then obviously obviously speaking to what, what what's going on in our in the world right now it's it's that that plays a factor whenever if there was ever a bad year to have a larger roster you're looking at it <laughs> um yeah so it, it's a it's a challenge but i mean um you know we try to find the time and um individual meetings and things like that where maybe i get some time away from practice time to you know discuss the directions we want to go with some guys and in the development process. And, and those guys are all at different stages, you know, sure. I'll be honest with you. We've got a, a handful of guys that are pretty polished and um, I don't have to do a tremendous amount with them other than planning out their throwing work week and their, right. you know, their arm care and the, the things like that, that, you know, they don't need as much attention as, as some of the other guys do. I know part of your philosophy for developing pitchers is um, the, the work you put in during the week. And a big part of that is long toss. Talk about what long toss does for, for pitchers and how it helps them develop and, and evolve as they come in as freshmen to, to the point where they're seniors. Yeah. I, you know, and I don't know where I stand nationally as far as how, how, how much weight I put into it, but, um, this dates back a long time to whenever I was a player in, in old school training methods, you know, you didn't really have a lot, um, uh, from a technology standpoint and all that stuff. And, and those things are great complementary tools that we have now. Right. Um, but I don't believe there is a more complete, um, training tool because what we do is we isolate. Right. I mean, we can isolate 
in the weight room on, on the squat rack and create power below and do our core work. And then that, that's in isolation. The total body movement that it takes to throw a baseball from a mound, this is the ultimate natural strengthening that comes from that. So right. the total body move. And, and, and at the same time, it builds arm strength and, and, and arm conditioning so that essentially – you know, from my perspective, and, and this is just an example, but the guy that goes out on Friday night and starts and throws 100 pitches is going to be the easiest day he has all week. Sure. You know, well, we, where we where it gets lost oftentimes, I think, is, you know, guys, quote, unquote, want to save their bullets all week, and they take it easy, and that 100 pitches on Friday is going to be a l- little bit hard. And if you equate mm-hmm. it to kind of, Let's talk about, you know, a, 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 you know, a marathon athlete or a runner or something like that. And they're trying to do their best time and, in the 5k on Friday. And then they, they don't run more than a hundred yards all week. That's that 5k is going to be a little bit tougher, you know, but if they really train themselves and prepare themselves for that 5k, man, they blow that thing out. And that's, that's, that's easy, you know, and that's, that's kind of the, you know, philosophy and perspective and it's something I believe wholeheartedly in, but I also have plenty of evidence of guys that have bought into the program and just really um, saw significant gains. Um, And now what they want to do is they want to look at velocity as the only significant gains. Right. I, I, I don't believe that at all. I mean, that's a cer- certainly a side effect, some of it. But, you know, guys that um, their arm gets in really great shape and their body gets in great shape and they can throw, they can recover faster, they stay healthier. And, you know, the, those are those are the kind of the big goals. And really, they're secondary pitches. You know, we all have seen and or that have played, been in a spot in a game where we've kind of started to fatigue and tire out the curveballs get loopier and the secondary pitches are the ones that really suffer I mean you still may be able to throw that 88 91 mile hour fastball but so anyway those are the things I've talked these guys about Mm -hmm. about kind of the behind the scenes importance that that it gives a player Uh, over this past summer during the major league season a lot of the talk was about spin rate and especially with a guy like Trevor Bauer having the success he had and also his training regimen that he's very public about, posting videos and all the stuff about his training regimen. Do you see an impact? Uh, how, first of all, do you track spin rate? Is that something you look at? And and do you see somebody like Trevor having an impact down the line with younger pitchers seeing what he does? Uh, without a doubt. I mean, I think you can identify that with any, you know, but, but, Baseball players are baseball fans also. So, you know, the, this stuff's in front of them, you know, and you see one of the best in the world, Trevor Bauer, use training tools that can influence young pitchers without a doubt. Mm-hmm. They look at it and they go, okay, if I do that, I – but they – what I try to make our guys understand is, um, you know, that, that it doesn't work for everybody. Sure. You know, and it, and it never – it never will. His his pitcher identity isn't the same as 
the 85 left-hander with the great changeup. It's just, what, what, I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. Um, but with that being said, we have that data. I'm very careful about who I give it to and sure. what I give to them. Um, this is no no knock, but most of our guys don't know what it means or what it, it – so the minute I give a guy his – curveball spin rate. Now, I'm a college pitching coach, by the way. The minute I give a college guy his curveball spin rate, and then he looks up at Trevor Bauer's spin rate, (laughs) I basically just told this guy he's got a horrible breaking ball. Right. That's what I just told him. Sure. And he'll believe it, and then he'll take it to the field and not use it. Whenever it's a functional breaking ball when located – to a college guy, it's functional. Right. Uh, you know, if you were talking to me and I was a, a big league pitching coach, I would carry more weight into that sure. stuff. I, I know how the how to use the data. I know what the data means and all mm-hmm. that stuff, but you just gotta be careful who you use it with and what to use it for. So it's more a tool for you, know? you to, to assess what they need to work on than it is exactly. to give them to work Whatever on. Whatever that spin rate is, let's keep it consistent. Right, right, right. Insight Credit Union is a proud partner of Stetson University Athletics. Insight has been bringing better banking to Central Florida for nearly 85 years. Insight Credit Union is your local go-to for lower rates on auto and other loans, credit cards, and more. Insight Credit Union and you, better together. Well, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about, I mean, you've got a bunch of guys, as we talked about, but most of them haven't had an opportunity to throw in a real game in months. And it's going to be close to a year before between, you know, stepping on the mound against a, an opposing team to doing it again. How do you keep them mentally focused on what they need to do to, to be successful once they get into that situation? That's a tough one. I wish uh, I wish I had the, you know, the magic answer to that. I just try to do the best I can with, um, you know, and, and, and we're in a time where, it's, that would be a lot easier if I was able to spend more time with them. You know, sure. we, you know, we, we've just been apart for so long. They left in mm-hmm. March. Um, some of them didn't play in the summer, and playing is important. I mean, in end of the day, it's important. I mean, it, we're we're not going to develop guys just in bullpens and inner squads. I mean, it, right. it's just not going to happen. Um, so. Uh, I talk about the the thirst and hunger to play. You know, if they have that, they should be chomping at the bit. Can't wait to get back out and sure. And you know, I, I so this fall, I one of the things, and I sat down with every player before we started this fall, and I said, "Look, it's a different year, um, for so many reasons." But well, we we would spend a lot of time on a normal year in, in bullpen time and development that way. I said, "Guys, we got to play." I mean, I, I, I want to put you in games and competitive atmospheres right. to to play, you know, and I think that's important. I told those players, I said, it's going to be a little bit different. I mean, we're going to – I our fall is going to start with us getting you back in shape so that you can pitch in a game, and then you're right. just going to pitch in games like crazy this fall because we got to learn those competitive scenarios and how to get out of them and, and – and kind of re-educate what, you know, philosophically I have here, which is guys learning how to pitch. I mean, they got to, 
you got to learn what to look for and you know and i can go on down the list for sure, sure. That stuff but um those are the things I, i've tried but um there's i don't know anybody in the country that has a playbook i mean for yeah. this so it's it's a little difficult it's just you know what i feel we need to do you used an analogy earlier about marathon runners building up to where they're ready to compete on the the day of the race well, you got the challenge of 23 guys and only so many innings in inner squad how do you try to find a way to build those guys up so that when their season starts in february they're ready to go six seven eight innings if they if if, if you can i don't know if you can yeah, well that was the first thing i looked at was um that's another thing we've done every year is uh, i've built those fall innings up with the idea that december they maintain and when they get back here in january we're just rolling Mm-hmm. Now, now you know, these guys, some of them are leaving like this weekend, right? next week. Um, that's two months. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I had to do is step back and go, I can fight like hell and try to get them built up, but then they're gone for two months. Right. Their building up is going to have to be their responsibility over the break. Right. And that's what we're going to talk about in our uh, individual meetings, how important it is that they come back. Because <clears throat> I could do all I want about – I could have guys on five or six innings right now. If they go home and don't pick up a baseball for two months, a waste of time. Square one. Yeah. So I've kept the innings short to get more guys <clears throat> mound time. So yeah. that's what it, that's what I've done this fall. Um, you know, will it work? I don't. I mean, I don't know. But I, what I do know is that that it, 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 if they care enough, they'll they'll really, you know, hit, hit it hard over the break. And, right. and again, you know, I always send them home as a throwing program, and um, this is going to be the first year I don't do that. You know, because it's two months. Right. Know, it, I guess it's going to be a challenge for the guys that go home to to a have somewhere to throw, b have somebody to throw with to get that done, especially some of the Northern kids where they're going to be, you know, potentially snowbound for two months. It's going to yeah, be really one, one thing institutionally we've, we've done is um, talk to the people on campus about those kids um, staying here over the break, what that looks like for them to pay for a dorm or whatever, and, right. and be able to work out here at our facility. Um, so, so some guys are doing that. So that's a mm-hmm. piece too. That's um, plus. They, yeah. I mean, and and I love it. Sure, that they they're making that commitment. They're going home for a brief period of time. I never want to take away from that. Sure, it's just when you look at that, there's they have about a week. When you add all the holidays together, you know, a week, but they're gone for eight. So there's seven really, really. Important now it's weeks. broken up, obviously, but we sure. talk about total time and seven right. seven weeks of of what what an opportunity to you know to to improve and what an opportunity to take a big step backwards let's go into talking about some of the guys first of all returning guys what you've seen from them what your expectations for those guys are we'll start with uh, chris gonzalez who's been kind of the the go-to guy for the last couple of years the guy you know you can count on the rock in our in our program um, you know, uh, great, great story that, um, 
I sleep good at night putting that guy on the mound. Um, you know, he kind of, he came to us as a walk on, uh, you know, I kind of saw him by accident in high school. And I mean, I don't need to go down that road to that story, but I knew when I saw him, he has this kind of quick arm delivery and a good changeup that he's, he's just an out getter. He's not a mm-hmm. barrel misser. He's not a swing and miss strikeout guy. And and we talk at length about that. And, and right. I'm like, Chris, man, you're going to get hit sometimes, but that's the way it goes. That needs to be your identity. Um, But he has filled so many roles here, you know, Mm -hmm. and and the biggest one is filling so many roles. Yeah. You know, those guys are invaluable. Nobody talks about them. Everybody wants to, you know, the, the, the starter and the closer, man, that's all anybody cares about. But there's the, the guys in between. You know, and the guys that can give you a spot start on a Tuesday and give you a chance and give you five innings against a, a Florida or UCF or Florida State. What his role is, I'm not sure because he can do so many things that sure. other things have to be filled around him. You you know, two years ago, he was our Friday night guy. Absolutely. Because some things happen. He gives us a chance to win every Friday night. Sure. You know? And, and the thing I don't always remember about Chris is that conference tournament game where he came in in relief and threw 11 shutout innings. I mean, it's just incredible the performance he gave that day. Yeah. And, and you know, I took a lot of heat for that, which I don't care. Yeah. Um, it's between me and my guy. And I know what he's he can do and what he's capable of doing. And, that, and I find it so funny, you know, that I was kind of roasted in college baseball, but just an uneducated roast because uh, the guy that throws 75 pitches in two innings is at 75 pitches. My guy mm-hmm. threw 120 and 11. Yeah. And, and you're, you're just not very smart if you don't see that one is at a higher risk than the other. You just look at the number, you know, you look at 75 and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. My guess is he probably wanted to go back out for 12 and if you'd let him, but well, that's just kind of guy he is. He, um, oh, yeah, he would have. Without without a doubt, uh, he was cruising. It was obviously against a rival of ours that were, right. um, you know, you know, yelling unpleasantries. So he wanted to, uh, and he shut him up. Say the least. That's yeah, the bottom line. You know, he yeah. he outcompeted him. That was a that's the bottom line. Stetson fans, Bud Light is proud to be the official beer of Stetson University. Making friends is Bud Light's business, and as part of this, Bud Light wants to remind everyone that choosing a designated driver is what good friends do. Bud Light, Daytona Beverages, and Stetson University. Thanks, everyone, for making a responsible choice in choosing a designated driver. Want to stay up to date on all things happening in Hatter Nation? Follow us on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts at Stetson Hatters. Your destination for in-game stats, student-athlete features, game promotions, and more. Follow at Stetson Hatters today. So obviously he's the veteran of the staff, but you got a couple of young guys that have had success. Last year, Nick Durgan really came on and, and had a great start to a freshman season, cut short. And then Daniel Perrette, obviously, uh, two years ago, was freshman of the year in the conference. He only made one start last year, but uh, one hit and 13 strikeouts in seven innings kind of shows you what he's about. Those those are the you know the next two returning guys that are starters, I guess. Yeah, you know, you, you we talked about Chris and his role. We don't have a bigger Danny Garcia. 
Um, yeah. we've had two, we've had three freshmen all Americans in the last two years. And those guys are, are returning, you know, Danny's role here is about as invaluable from an outsider that you can think of. I mean, the guy does everything. He's a, he's a, he's a Tampa Bay Rays kind of pitcher can pitch in any situation, any yeah. point in the game. He stops whatever's going on, man. If it gets yeah. out of control in the second, it gets out of control in the eighth. Uh, here you go, Danny. Help us out, man. You know, but anyway, to speak to all three guys, um, the ability level of those guys is is off the charts. So obviously, um, they're going to be leaned on here. I mean, there's no no doubt about it. Um, you know, Daniel's got a chance to be a high a high pick. And if sure. Nick were draft eligible, he would have a chance to be high pick. And you know, Danny just is what he is, and he knows what he is, and um, he's a, he's going to be a a name on the walls around here type pitcher for right. four years, five years now. Um, but but anyway, those guys are you know we're going to have to lean on them. Um, you know, they've got to stay healthy, and uh, you know they. You look at two of them, you know, you, they should be two of our weekend guys. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and if they pitch to their ability, we're, we're in a pretty good spot. Now, you got a bunch of other returning guys that are in different modes, different points of where they are in their career. Let's talk about some of those guys. First of all, Austin Wood, who was a guy who had a great freshman year, then struggled and then didn't really get a chance to do much last year. Where's how's Austin doing? I know he had a he had a surgical procedure that it really impacted him. Where is he now, and how's his development going? Well, you know the biggest thing about Woody is, you know he he's a special kid. Um, he works his tail off and 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 wants nothing but team success. He carries no individual goals or coach whatever you need. You know whatever you need me to do. I got it. So to see what he went through from a medical standpoint a couple of years ago, where a lot of people don't know, and I don't want to get into the depths of what went on, but um, they could not identify his, his problem for a long time. So think about that for a second. You know, they try this doesn't work. Try that doesn't work. Try this doesn't work. Try that doesn't work. Can't find it. Can't find it. Can't find it. He went through a lot for a long time. Yeah. And, He's come out of that now, um, but what I'll tell you is, is he's a competitor. Sure. He is that with plus pitches that he's been gone from here for two years. So if if this guy gets healthy, and, and we think he is, we just got to recruit. We just added a guy, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I really think, you know, there's no one that roots harder for him than me other sure. than maybe his teammates. Um, and we've spent countless time, and, and if he were on this show right now, he'd tell you, we've spent a lot of time together to try to, um, you know, get him back healthy and get him back right and so on and so forth. And it's really, it's, it's, it's streaming in the right direction. I'll tell you that. And, and so you, you know, you speak about it I and mean, it's easy to get excited about Perrett and Durgan and Gonzalez, uh, Garcia and Gonzalez and, Sure. <laughs> these guys we have, this these great players we have, 
he's I'm as excited to see him as anybody, if I'm being honest with you, just because of our personal relationship. He was the first guy. I mean, he was the second guy I ever committed when I got this job. Right. And the first guy ended up second round signing gone. But um yeah, so he's he he's you know, he and I have a have a relationship that goes back a long ways. So yeah, I knew there was I knew there was a bond there. Let's uh, another guy that's really had to battle for two years that's really not gotten a chance yet is Nick Chesarian. I know he's a guy that you're and you know, being a left hander guy you're gonna count on. Oh yeah. He's a uh, he's just um his role here is going to be the left-handed version of like Danny. Those guys are are going to have to kind of hold down that bullpen. That's what he is. Um, he's he's tough left on left, but oftentimes he's tougher left on right. So he's kind of a hybrid guy down there that can eat up some innings in the middle or come in and get one guy. You know, if if he's right, we're using him in three out of four games out of the week you know, or two out of the four or something like that. Um, but what he is, he's just an, an older guy that's competitive and, and scared of nothing. He's not scared of anything. So if he's pitching against Florida or he's pitching, you know, midweek game here at home, he, he's he's the same guy. 23, 24-year-old so, Richard. And I'll tell you <clears throat> what, he's looked really good. From a health standpoint, the ball's coming out of his hand a little bit different now. So I'm I'm excited to see what he can do, although he's one of those guys where we know what he is right now. He's the same guy he was a couple years ago. It's just the ball's coming out a little bit more, you know. I always cheer for guys like him and Woody that have had to battle through so much to to get – Yes. Get a chance, yeah. and you always want to see those guys succeed. Uh, some other guys that are returning: Brett Nealon, who uh, pitched a lot as a freshman, didn't didn't see much time last year in the shortened season. Where is he, and what do you what do you see him? Um, he's he needed to mature. He he pitched a lot as a freshman because he had to. Um, I, I don't necessarily think he was ready when he's when he's right. He's a pitchability guy with four pitches for strikes, and that helps anybody. So he, you know, um, he's he's had a little bit of, uh, you know, some adjustments that needed to be made. Where he, um, frankly, he just couldn't get the ball down for forever, and we've worked on that, and we've talked about that at length. And um, so, anyway, I, I think he's kind of a um, wait and see guy. I mean, he. Again, another guy that was a highly recruited guy out of high school and had high accolades. And um, so we know the ability pieces there, you know. And what I will say is this is the most mature version we've had of him since he's been here. Sure. So when you look at that equation, you like to think that he may help us in the spring. Um, he started games here. He threw at Texas Tech. He at Florida State. Ends, what's that? At Florida State? Yeah, he's thrown in some big games, and you know me. I'm not putting some guy out there and not going to give us a chance. Right. So I'm just telling you it speaks to kind of his ability. Um, just need to see more, you know, and um, it's not personal with Brett. Um, he knows that. If you're sitting right here next to me, he knows how honest I am, and I, nothing sure. I haven't told him. 
Um, and, and he agrees. He's he just got to mature a little bit. In the, I've seen the maturity. I will say that. That's the positive. Our local bottler, Coca-Cola Beverages Florida, is a proud sponsor of Stetson Athletics. They make sure you have the perfect addition to any game day, the refreshing taste of an ice-cold Coke. Stetson Athletics and Coke Florida, a winning combination. Love Stetson Athletics? Then join the team behind the team. Donate to the Hatter Athletic Fund to help keep your Stetson Hatters at the top of elite competition. If you're interested in donating to provide opportunities for Stetson student-athletes, log on to GoHatters.com and click on the Hatter Athletic Fund link in the Support the Hatters tab. Another guy that's kind of similar to Brett is uh, Gavin Sullivan. I know he had a he did pitch this past summer and had some success up in uh, with the Northeast League, I guess. Where is he, and uh, and what do you what are expectations for him? Oh, I love that guy. I don't know if I I would ever put expectations on him um, because he inhales again. A, a, I'm honest with these guys to a fault. He's not a front-line guy. He's a great piece. That guy will throw strikes in a tornado. And and that's what I love about him. He competes. He's coming at you. His stuff is probably not as good as what we would need to be, Mm -hmm. you know, pitching against Florida State or name your club or whatever. Right. He's probably not that guy that we – but this joker can eat some innings, you know, yeah. if, if we need it. And he'll go out there and he'll compete his tail off with what he's got, you know. And, and that's not a knock towards him. I brought him here because I love that about him. Is right. he, and he can do everything. He's very polished on the mound, meaning he he has the mound presence that most – if. If our first rounders had it, they would be shot to the big leagues, you know. Right. And you know, Logan had that a little bit, but absolutely. Um, Gavin Sullivan's. I love. I love that kid, and I feel good putting him out there because I know what we're going to get from him. Um, we we're not getting five innings, ten punch outs, but we may get five innings on a day. Uh, you know, heaven forbid your starter go out there and, you know sprain an ankle covering first base in the first inning and you're right. you're light you're light on pitching, give me Gavin Sullivan. He's gonna go out there and five innings later, I don't know what the score is gonna be. Mm-hmm. But he's gonna he's gonna give you that. And he's gonna give you the best he's got every day. And I, I, I love that about him. You got two older guys that came in last year, transfers and uh, Garner Spoljeric and Nick Long that are both kind of back into the pin guys. Where uh, where do you see those two guys and how are they going to complement the rest of this guy, the staff? Just that. I mean, on the back end, you got Nick Long, 92 to 95, yeah. coming right at you with experience because, you know, he played at Florida and he's, right. he's been in the SEC a little bit. And, you know, Bulldog competitor. And, and you got Garner with, you know, one of the best sliders I've been around. Um, so, the, you know, he's got that swing and miss in him. Those guys and Danny and Cesare, those guys are going to have to eat up the back end for us for us to win at a high level. Um, and there's no doubt they can. I mean, there's, there's no doubt, you know. And the nice thing is there's some depth there that one scuffling, you got another one. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, those guys are – their ability levels – I mean, Nick Long has a pro arm. Um and, you know, he's 
her best fastball velocity of the entire fall was thrown by him. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in the spring he was having, started out rough, he settled in, and he was the as good as anybody down there when right. we got when we got stopped. I mean, I believe he was the last pitcher on the mound when it, in our last game. Yeah, and the last pitch he made was ninety five. I mean, it's just loose, easy, and, and with with conviction. And and those guys are really really nice pieces. <clears throat> you know. Um, those guys aren't quite as advanced in the mound presence area, and I've got to do a better job of helping them there. Um, but certainly the stuff is it, it, it's it's there. I mean, Garner obviously comes from a his dad was a major leaguer, so he kind of kind of has that pedigree. Yep. And uh, Nick's one of the one of the several of your pitchers that are that's kind of a two way guy. He DH'd a little last year. I know he's spent some time in the outfield a little bit and some inner squads. Uh, is that just his desires that the that the Brooks Wilson in him, or is uh, is that a legitimate possibility? Well, I mean, Brooks Wilson became legitimate, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's it's a um, can he help us with a pinch hit every now and then? Peace. That's all it is. He, he he's not an everyday hitter, um, but the the appeal is that I don't know if you've ever seen him take batting practice, but it's about as impressive as anybody we have as far as bat speed power. If the stars, you pinch hit that guy and the stars align. I mean, he, he can, he can help you. But. He swings with some violence. That's for sure. A couple other young guys that are back and I don't know what their status are. I know they both had injuries, Kyle Yoward and uh, Christian Suarez. Uh, I know Christian had uh, a procedure done this year. Kyle, I don't, I'm not sure what his status is. Yeah, both guys are still um, on the shelf. Um, so we, they're they're wait and see. They're going through rehab right now. Um, one of those things where it's it's in the medical team's hands right now. And right. if in January there is the the release, the way it works is they're in rehab. They're not released to me until they can participate, and that's not. A knock. I just want to make no, sure no, they're ready to go. Absolutely. So if that if they get released to me when they get back here in January, you want to talk about adding some depth? That's because Kyle Kyle's got Kyle's experience. experience. Uh, yeah. Christian's still a pop. I mean, he doesn't really have any experience. But um, anyway, they would just be bonus pieces that until they're released to me, you don't really even try to find a role for them, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, I guess. Yeah. So. Hey, you got four guys on the staff that are that are new. A couple of them were here last year but didn't really participate. And Chase Costello came from LSU. Uh, Josh Plummer and Josh Bates and Seth Claber all transfers in from Division One programs. Give me an assessment of those guys and, and where they are and what they're going to be able to help. Um, so Josh Bates is a kid that um, – frankly has struggled in his time here. Um, he's got to continue to work his way in, uh, but has pedigree. He was a weekend guy at Tulane his freshman year. So there's certainly some ability there. Um, he's just got to work through. He went through a terrible experience his second year at Tulane, going through a couple of coaching changes and them trying to change him. And it's been a significant, he's a, an amazing kid, but it's been a significant struggle for him. Um, 
since he's been here. So what his role is, I, I can't even speak to right now because he's right. just got to continue to improve. Um, Plummer's a big arm. Right. He's a pro arm. Um, he's been up to 95 here and has frankly just struggled to stay healthy. Um, so I, I just got to see durability, um, you know, from him. A lot of that comes from he's never really pitched before. So he is he is a raw pro type arm. I mean, it's 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 fun to watch at times. And then you see the youth sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't really pitch in high school. He was a conver- converted guy. <clears throat> and then hardly through at Tennessee. Um, but whenever it's good, you see glimpses of, of something really, right. you know, really, really good. Now, Chase Costello is, has an ability to be a high pick. When I say high pick, I mean, it's, he's one of the better arms in the state. Uh, okay. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. He's got to learn some things and he, you know, he didn't, um, he didn't get a ton of time at LSU. That's why he left. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he's got a big arm velocity wise with a great repertoire of secondary pitches. And, you know, if, if I can, you know, just spend time with him and help him learn how to use what he's got in advance as a pitcher, he's he's a Friday night guy in a in a you know a, a high draft. Um, so, and then the the fourth guy, Claber, uh, is another big arm that that mm-hmm. came in and it was big statistically, um, meaning you know there was big velocity there. But another guy that's just raw, he hasn't played. You know, he threw one game in the spring before he got banged. And then hardly through his freshman year at um, Xavier. But um, he's also dealing with some medical stuff. Um, So we'll see how that that plays out. He may, in all honesty, honesty, miss the, you know, miss the season. Um, But he he came in with some issues um, that, you know, only allowed him to play in one game in the spring. And then was healthy, he thought, pitched some this summer, came in the fall, you know, things kind of took a step back. And, and so he's had some issues, but he he's probably going to be a next year help for us. Florida Orthopedic Associates is proud to support Stetson University Athletics. Don't let pain affect your game. For sports injuries, sprains, fractures, and breaks, if it hurts, see them first at their Orange City Walk-In Clinic for urgent orthopedic injuries. Offices are located at Deland, Orange City, Lake Mary, and New Smyrna Beach. Florida Orthopedic Associates, state-of-the-art care, close to home. GoHatters.PhotoShelter.com is your one-stop shop for all of the most memorable moments from your favorite Stetson teams. Game day and event photos are available for purchase directly on the website. Show your Stetson pride and log on to GoHatters.PhotoShelter.com to get your photos today. So that's 16 guys we've talked about, and that's normally more than you're going to have on a pitching staff. And you got seven more freshmen. 
Um, what have you seen in those young guys? Obviously, there's some a lot of high hopes in some of those young pitchers, and you know, I've seen a couple of them in inter squads, and they look pretty good out there. Yeah, there's that's a good group. Um, it's a not ready group. Um, they're they're not in the Perret and Garcia and Durgan advancement area, but there's certainly some fun things to to see. Um, the most prepared one of all of them is Anthony DeFabia, who is a two-way player and may be the smartest baseball player we have. So think about that when standing on a mound and, you know, and knowing what to look for in our system. So he's, he's, I'm super excited about him. He may. Another coach's son, right? What's that? Another coach's son. Absolutely. And, and I love that about him. I knew his dad, <clears throat> but I mean, that, that little joker ain't scared of nothing. He can't, he can pitch and he, he, I, I don't think this guy's our Friday night guy, but if you told me he had to be, we're fine. You know, yeah. like he's, he's good enough. Um, I just don't think he, we, if we're what we need to be, he's, he's doing that role, but right. he could do it. Um, and then there's, there's obviously a large group of ability guys kind of behind him. Um, guys that just need to work that I've seen significant improvement already. So if you think about the advancement of what it's been to this point, and then you go forward to the same amount of time when we start the season, I mean, those guys are going to help us. They're going to be, uh, they're going to be ready for the most part. There's a couple of them that are still, you know, maybe a year or two away. Um, but, but certainly from an ability standpoint, you know, they're they're all there. Now the two I've seen that were really impressed with were Jonathan Gonzalez, Chris's little brother, and then Jonathan Velasquez. Really, I've seen him twice, and wow, what a wipeout breaking ball he throws! Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Velasquez is is um, is fun. We don't have a a player offensively or on the mound, in my opinion that has grown at a quicker rate than Jonathan Velasquez, if that makes sense. Yeah. When, he, when he came in, he just, you know, some things were just, his head was spinning, bud. You know, his head was spinning. Um, but he has grown quickly. And I think these outings have helped those guys develop better than us spending time in the bullpen. Sure. You know, because they've gotten hit. And I tell every player, when they come in, I say, I, I've never had a freshman. I don't give a, you know, you know what, how good they are, not get hit. There's mm-hmm. the college. It's a big, biggest jump you'll make from being the man in high school to hopping in with 22, 23 year old men in in the sport. I mean, you're you're just gonna get hit around. It's part of it, sure. and it's it's how you handle it. And, and and you know, those guys have gotten hit this fall, which I think has really helped them, uh, which is crazy to think you know and and, and sure. i tell them if if you're any good you've gotten hit you know if if you have any chance to make it in this game you're going to give up a walk-off home or whatever like that stuff's going to happen because sure. it, if it doesn't happen for you you're not on the field right um so so anyway i think they've i've i've i'm excited you know it's just i don't know when you know that's going to come for those guys but, you know, Jovan Gill is another guy that's 
he's advanced pitchability and probably a little bit more polished and ready than even those guys, you know? Yeah. Um, so we, we've got some nice young pieces that it's kind of, you know, if, if we get to the spring and we really we're looking around and maybe some guys are on the shelf or struggling, we're like, man, who, who's, who's going to start tomorrow? All right. I, I, I like the, our chances with DeFabia, Gill, Gonzalez, Velasquez, and all on down the road, you know, but that may be something that they're not ready for, but they'll certainly, they will someday. I mean, it's a good group. Like a lot of those young guys that come in, they're as pitchers in high school, they were two-way players in high school, and some of these guys are, you know, still listed as two-way players. I guess they haven't figured out yet if they want to just focus on pitching, and I'm sure eventually they will. But, you know, the, the – No, the, and I tell them this every day. I said that, listen, we don't – as coaches, we don't have to do anything. The game, the game will take care of it. I'll let you know, yeah. When you can't hit, it's going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't even have – you know, that was the same way with Jack Perkins. I said, hey, yeah, yeah, man, hit, hit as long as you want, but you can't hit. <laughs> you're going to – you're a hell of a pitcher. So, and Brooks, Brooks just never took that uh, – you can't yeah. hit. Well, he yeah, because he, he, he kept working. He could hit, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess the biggest challenge for you with seven freshmen on a 23-man staff is how to find them innings in the spring. Yeah. Because it's going to be tough. They, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be need-based uh, for them and for us, you know. Right. Uh, if I feel they need the innings, that's what that's what we're going to do, and we'll we'll you know we'll find it as long as we can play a schedule, you know, a full schedule. Yeah. But um, and if not, you know, if I don't think they're ready, then it's not a it's not a knock. We're still going to um, try to you know kickstart the development process with them so that they're ready next year, you know. And we've we've got them all you know placed in some nice summer ball programs where they're going to get what they need and, and you know if it doesn't happen in the spring it'll happen then so when you you get everybody back in january i guess baseball has an advantage over a lot of sports and that you know it's it's individual work for the most part for those guys all they need to catch her and somebody to be out there with them so they'll even during you know the phases up to where you can start having competitions they're going to be able to get out there and get some work how do you want to where do you want to be when you get back, and what's the process going to be like for you and your staff to get ready for February nineteenth, assuming that's when we start? Yeah, the, um, my philosophy will never change. When they leave here, uh, I said you better be ready to throw three innings the day you walk through this door. And I said you, you're not going to do it, but if you can't do it, then you didn't do what I've asked you to do over the break, because if they're where they're, if they're at that point, they could get out and they could throw, um, you know, 50 pitches, three innings, 50 pitches. Then that from that point to February 19th, we can build that endurance and build up those innings where they can throw five, six or seven first day out. But if they're not, they're not going to be ready for that by opening day. All right. And we'll be able to spend some time because they're in shape and they come back ready to go in shape. We're going to be able to spend some time on the mound just doing work other than just having to build their their pitch counts, you know. 
So uh, that that philosophy will never change with me, no matter what the deal is. I tell them all that when they leave here, and, and you know, if they they got to know their bodies, they got to know what they can do, and I will be able to tell the minute they throw a baseball whether they did anything over the break or not, because that's I can one of my jobs is to see everything they throw, sure. you know, so that I know when it's out of whack or out of time. If that thing's not synced up when they get back, I'm, you didn't do anything. So easy mm-hmm. to tell. And 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 we've got 23 guys, so you just move down the depth chart. Sure. And that's a long fall down that depth chart. I know the, the spring schedule is still kind of up in the air because a lot of things are changing. We do know that a lot more games this year will be against the Florida, Florida State, South Florida, Central Florida, than they will be against the Hartfords and Fairfields and and Yales and those kind of folks. So we know right off the bat, not that those teams are bad, but they're not nearly as deep or as strong as the UCF, USF, those people. So we know right away the the task is going to be much more challenging come the spring. Without a doubt. I mean, our schedule's our schedule's tougher um, this year than um, years past. Um, I believe, you know, when you talk about as a whole, um, there's some great programs out there. It's not about, you know, disrespect to anybody or anything no. like that. Sometimes it's about environments. I mean, um, we play a lot of teams here that can compete with Florida and Florida State and Alabama, but we're going there, you know, and, you know, outside our comfort zone a little bit. There's, there's just some challenges there that make the schedule tougher. Um, and obviously we know what those programs are. I mean, we know how good they are um, and what a job they do in the recruiting world. And we know all that stuff. Um, so, so yeah, it's going to be <clears> – <throat> we're going to be tested, I guess, is the best way to describe it. I think when you talk about – toughness to schedule whatever that goes to some sort of rating um i i think we're probably tested as, as tough this year if we are able to complete the schedule as we have been since i've been here sure so the tests are the tests are a lot tougher i mean we go to florida for two and then get on a bus and go to alabama for three mm-hmm. um and come back with what wichita state the next weekend yeah and have Wichita State coming in here next weekend. I mean, that I don't know of an eight. That would be a nine-game stretch because we're playing Wichita State four times. Um, that would be a nine-game stretch that's as tough as I ever remember. I mean, the only other thing I can remember is I think one year we, we went Florida State, Florida State, and then a really, really good Florida Gulf Coast program the following weekend and – you know, that was kind of a run in the gauntlet a little bit. But, um, you know, if if you want to test your team, I mean, what, that's the way to do it. If you want to get to where you want to go, ultimately, you gotta you got to play those teams and, and find a way to beat them. So might as yep. well do it early on and, and get that experience. Dave, I can't wait to watch, uh, watch the team, watch the pitchers, and see how they all come into shape and watch you mold them again this year and – and uh, you know, always fun on Fridays when you're uh, when you're out there pregame throwing the football around. And watch those guys run routes. Or Thursdays, I guess, watching those guys run routes and throwing the football to them. Thursday night football, man. Thursday night football. <laughs> so 
a tradition I started many years ago when I was over at uh, Embry-Riddle. And um, the guys love it. And I secretly, I get a sore arm. Yeah. But I, I, it's, I don't know whether this is a, a compliment or a knock, but those guys run harder in those routes than they do in anything else we do. So I get to secretly sit back and watch them sweat and have fun doing it. But listen, I don't mind. Um, I think it's great from a camaraderie standpoint. It's fun. Those guys like it. We have certain rules that, you know, if you take a short route, it might not be in your best interest um, because I throw it as hard as I can. Um, But anyway, we have a lot of fun with it. Um, And here's the biggest thing it does, Rick. That is a thing they love to do. If, if I see lack of effort, I take it away from them. They don't, you know, they don't, they don't like that too much. I, I call it something earned. And, you know, so anyway, yeah. It's yeah, so a sneak Dylan Brazel over there this year to play defensive back against them and see if, see if they can accept yeah. that challenge. Yeah. He probably, <laughs> I don't know, man. We got some athletes over there. I know, I know pitchers don't get the best rap and, and then rightfully so, but we, we do have some, athletes you know anthony defabia is a legit two-way player and man that joker can he can really get it in the outfield and he, he's a good athlete man he's more you know so we, we've got some athletes but yeah braz braz got some pedigree yeah a little, little different kind of guy there well it's always fun to watch watch you manage the staff and, and watch these guys develop under your leadership and can't wait to see that happen again this spring thanks for taking time with me today to talk about your staff and Give us another chance to get ready for baseball season coming up here, hopefully before before you know it. I appreciate it, Rick, always. Thank you. All right, All right Dave. Thanks a lot. Thanks for being on How to Chat of the Podcast, presented by Inside Credit Union. And this will wrap up another edition, and then we'll have more baseball talk with uh, Director of Ops, Mark Mashad, and hopefully uh, even uh, – might even get Brandon Brewer on here and see what he's got to say. But we'll, uh, we'll keep the baseball talk going during the, during the offseason to get you ready for the spring. Right here on How to Chat of the Podcast. Thanks again. And that'll do it for this edition of How to Chatter, the podcast presented by Insight Credit Union. I'd like to thank all of our corporate sponsors who make it possible for Stetson University and Stetson Athletics to provide our more than 400 student athletes a quality experience on the courts and fields of competition in the same way the faculty provides all Stetson University students a quality educational experience. Those sponsors include, of course, our presenting sponsor, Insight Credit Union. Other sponsors include... Florida Public Utilities. Visit askforgas.com for more information. Geico Insurance. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com to find out how. Advent Health. Visit westvolusia.com. Old Florida, new vibe. Coca-Cola Beverages of Florida. The Alliance Community for Retirement Living. Bud Light, the official beer of Stetson University. Florida Orthopedic Associates. If it hurts, see them first. Hampton Inn and Suites of Deland. Imageworks, your one-stop corporate identity shop. Main Street Community Bank. Familiar name, familiar faces, familiar bank. Morningstar Storage, the space you need, the way you want it. Orlando Sanford International Airport. Visit flysfb.com. Simpler, faster, better. Total Comfort, the name you can trust. 
and Weston Lake Mary Orlando North for a better you. Thank you to all of our corporate sponsors.